0: Welcome to Best Served Cold, a Bore millennials podcast, where we drink wine and talk about crime.
1: Presented to you by Tama J and Laura Lee. And now we're starting.
0: Now we're starting. Okay, so welcome to the episode. What you don't know is Tama and I have just currently suffered through about an hour of technical difficulties trying to get these fucking microphones set up. What
1: feels like years of our lives spent trying to get this fucking show running.
0: So we have some alternative equipment this evening. So if everything is a little bit more ambient, if you can hear us moving or shifting or the fridge in the background, we apologise. It's only going to be for one episode. Our equipment decided to shit itself
1: as we were setting up so we use dynamic microphones which if you know what microphones are they're like stage microphones which tend to not pick up as much they just pick up vocals we've had to switch to studio mics which pick up fucking everything unless you have a treated broom designed for these kind of mics and we
0: don't instead we have our living room and three cats Yeah. so So this is going to be a a fucking
1: disaster
0: (laughs) (laughs) cheers (laughs)
1: woo all right, well... Um, um, look, it's we it's was, not
0: going to be forever. Yeah,
1: and we were saying before, this is going to be our dedicated ASMR episode. Welcome to the
0: ASMR murder. It's the creepiest thing to do in best ASMR served cold.
2: As well. Today we're going to be reading about a serial... He owned three cats and had a podcast. Spoiler alert: it's actually his equipment stopped working. So he killed. (laughs) He went on a murderous (laughs) rampage.
0: Oh wait, that me. Um, no, but seriously, it's not going to be. This is not going to be the norm. So hopefully,
1: for one episode, I have the good fortune of working for an audio company. So. I, we should
0: be able to sort our shit out.
1: We should be able to fix it up. Yeah. If not, then, well, we'll figure something out. We'll it's figure it. it. It's
0: not going to be forever, we promise. But, exciting, because this is the first episode we've recorded since we've actually been launched.
1: Yeah, it is. So, we've actually started uh, showcasing the show on apple Podcasts. which and... made
0: all these technical difficulties so much more stressful
1: yeah considering the fact that we now have a natural dedicated schedule to like properly follow like if we don't record this episode like when the fuck are we gonna record it at all
0: mm. anyway
1: shit <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well shit
1: so yeah, that's, that's um, this has been on live for the past hour or two.
0: But yeah, we've really appreciated the support that we've got from everyone, all the lovely messages. Yeah,
1: it's been great. Um, I'd like to apologise. When we released the first episode, we had um just some editing issues, which we quickly fixed up. Uh, it, it happens. We're not. I'm not going to pretend like we're. Look, let's
0: be real. We have three cats stuff's going to go We're wrong.
1: We're fucking stressed, all right? Just give us some give us some give us a break.
0: People who say animals are not the same as children, I understand you, but I would like to argue that three cats is at least like the equivalent of like half a baby.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. It's like it's a little human sure. We have three cats and one of them is a fucking terror.
0: She shit on the floor yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's it's not yeah. pretty, sis. It's not anyway, pretty. that's
0: not what we came here to talk about. We came here to talk about murder.
1: Oh, yeah. The show that we have dedicated yeah. <laughs> to...
0: That's right. We're here for a reason, not just to bitch about our children. Fur children.
1: Yeah, that's for bored millennials.
0: So, I went first for the last two weeks.
1: Yes, so you I did. So, I
0: strongly feel...
1: And I feel like yours is a bit more topical <clears throat> and a bit more... Uh... Pop
0: culture. Yeah.
1: And, um, I mean, people have people have read the show title, so like, Look, kind of. I like, don't want
0: to give it away. Oh yeah, they've well, read that's the what show that, title. That's what
1: I mean. Every <laughs> single time we've been like, oh, we'll save it for when we get to and it. And i like, like, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. They're
0: not here in our living room. No, they They have the show title. They have the show title. The explanation where we tell them what we talk about. This, this is
1: how they're watching yeah. the episode so, right now. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm going to be talking about um the. It's technically not technically not murder as far as what it's been declared. Well, my opinions changed after doing research. Oh, really? Mm, my opinion wow. has. I've done a one eighty. Uh, no, uh, 360 one eighty. No one eighty. Three sixty would be like changing and then going <laughs> yeah, back to the original good. opinion. <laughs> I've done a one eighty. um not,
1: that's like a five But yeah,
0: survival. I'm going to be talking about um, Carol Baskin's mm. husband, Don Lewis, from Tiger King, and his mysterious disappearance and I'm, some of the conspiracy theories. I'm
1: very interesting to see how. Very interested to see how you made a one eighty. On the situation because there seemed to be a lot of evidence leading on one side heavily. Um, well,
0: yeah, apparently some of that surprise, surprise was a bit dramatized to make the show a bit more popular.
1: Oh, oh. Anyway, Netflix. What don't have you done? It away. Okay.
0: Otherwise, it's just going to end up I'll start talking and then I'll go first again. Yeah, so I'm going to let you go.
1: As I'm sure you're aware, uh, by reading the title of the show, I am talking about the Golden State Killer, Joseph James D'Angelo, who, it, what, what is, she, oh my god, I swear, if,
0: she's been asleep for like two hours, if
1: you're at home, every single episode of this podcast is going to be a drinking game, for every single time we get interrupted by our cat, um, she's she's yeah. currently jumping onto our office chairs, she's fine like that I think just leave her like that she's okay she's probably gonna suicide jump off the, the chair which look if she breaks her legs well, she no, can't if she breaks her legs
0: that's like a $4,000 vet bill so no thank
1: you okay well um like I said I'll be talking about the Golden State Killer which, which has blown the fuck up like in the past couple of years yeah
0: like the past Two years, I'd say, because he yeah. got caught 2018.
1: 2018, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's still in, like, the trial. Like, it's it hasn't gone to trial yet.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: It's going to be a few years before it, it goes to trial, um, which I will explain why at some point. But... Um,
0: Give us that backstory. We love
1: so. I wanted. To, I wanted to take a take backstory. a bit of a dive into. Uh, I got. A, I got a lot of shit, which basically um, goes into things regarding um, this whole the the murder mysteries and who he is and how they caught him. It's just it's kind of all over the place that I don't really know where to start. But um, I, I <laughs> guess I'll I almost,
0: just. I almost started singing the "Sound of Music." Let's start at the very beginning, <laughs> a very good place
2: to start.
1: Can you do it right up to the microphone whispering?
2: Let's start at the very beginning,
1: <laughs> a very good place to start. That's so creepy, man. <laughs> um, I, it was it was kind of popularized uh by freelance writer Michelle McNamara who is was um, uh, married to um, Patton Oswalt, famous actor. Um, so she started writing about um, this killer who was, at the time, was known as the very horrible name the East Area Rapist, or Ear for short. Which is just not a very good name. I mean, like, he... Like, don't make it sound pretty But like Ear <laughs> The ear it's, it's like What the <laughs> fuck is that? It's
2: just bizarre It's very fitting With our ASMR Sorry. episode He was referred to as the ear Kind of like the ear That I'm whispering in right now ASMR Jeez. So bad. You have okay. to aerate it to get the full gonna, taste out of it.
0: We're going to promise you we're going to stop doing ASMR. Okay. Maybe. Um,
1: so, McNamara in 2006 began a blog and a podcast called True Crime Diaries. Uh, and now, In this podcast and blog, she shared clues with a community of people who uh, shared her passion for trying to catch the East Area Rapist. Um, in 2013... She wrote an article about the year in Los Angeles Magazine called In the Footsteps of a Killer, which she gave him the most no- the now notorious name, the Golden State Killer. Um, she also wrote a book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, where she interviews detectives and compiles information across various jurisdictions that had never been pieced together before. Um, one uh, investigator um, from the Contra Costa... County Police Department I don't know if I Could pronounce that right I American Like city names Are, are really bizarre Yeah they have some me. weird names Cause yeah. you think
0: they would just be like Stock standard English sounding names Yeah but, but they're they're,
1: Like they're not They're really not It's it's And they're like In California And like Sacramento Where like you think The are names Are
0: they Native are, American words? Is that where they come from, do you think? I think so. Mm, but that makes sense.
1: The, the thing is, like, they come from areas in California, and you kind of think, like, oh, I know most of the areas in California. Or,
0: California's huge. I know. Because I think when you say California, you immediately think, like, beaches and the O.C. But no, no. It's huge. It's
1: fucking huge. Yeah. And there's, like, three parts to it. Yeah. I think they... Isn't it... Um, I think it's either California or L.A. where they have three different districts that can vote. It's know. that big. Sounds I can't remember. Right. Um, we're not up to date on our American, uh, uh, our American geography. Geography. I was going to say history, but it's not really history. It's okay. Americans
0: yeah. aren't up on geography at all. Did yeah. you know? I found out this week. Apparently, they don't do geography in high what? school. What? Yeah, it's like not a thing. Apparently, apparently? allegedly, Jesus. Someone Christ. told me that on TikTok.
1: Okay, I th- I wouldn't trust that as a reliable source, but okay. Uh, so to go back onto Michelle McNamara, um, so she's kind of famous for for essentially, in a sense, catching the Golden State Killer. Mm. Um, and
0: it happened after she passed, which is
2: so sad.
1: Which is very sad. So I'll, I'll, I I want to go get into a bit of his early life, and then I'll get into how he got caught, and kind of how he got like how he got um like notorious and how evidence got pieced together. Um, but essentially it's all thanks to Mac- Michelle McNamara and um, her works in her book that where she interviews um, a man named Paul Hall, who was an investigator. Um, it's all got to do with DNA, um, you know, things that McNamara and her husband, Pat Norris, pa- passed on to investigators. It's all very, it- it's all very, um. don't fuck with cats.
2: Oh,
0: I like that. Okay. You know?
1: Uh, And like what you were saying in our previous podcast where we teased the idea of having the Golden State Killer as a podcast episode, um, the uh, Unsolved Mysteries TV show. Kind of like the idea Mm. of that where it's like it's trying to get people to help with Unsolved Mysteries. Um, Without any further ado, I'm just going to jump right into um, Joseph D'Angelo's early life. So he was born in New York in 1945. Lived a relatively no- normal early life. Um, born to father also named Joseph D'Angelo uh, and mother Kathleen De Grote. Now, not a lot is known about his early life. And a lot of the details early pre-crime is very hazy. No one really knows. Dude, much. you
0: are flailing that glass around.
1: Fine. It's, it's like barely
0: deeply stressing me out okay
1: I well I can't put it on the table because it's too far away um also don't interrupt me I'm again, sorry but or I will f- I just I will saw my life flash upset.
0: before my eyes <laughs> this couch is really expensive it's
1: fine I got it dude um so not a, not a lot's known about his early life his father was a celebrated pilot in the Air Force during World War iI And his mother was a waitress at uh, at Denny's during um, their marriage. And I think after his birth, they would later divorce. uh, And Kathleen later married her second husband and they moved to California. Um, So, as I said before, not much is known about his early home life. But uh, a note that he left behind in a crime scene might provide some insight into what his early home life was like. Um, so he left a note behind that was titled The Homework Evidence. Uh, the, and the, home- the Homework Evidence. Okay. And I'm going to read it out word for word. And I quote, Mad is the word. The word that reminds me of the sixth grade. I hated that year. I wish I had know, I wish I had known what was going on. By the way, he's dyslexic, I believe, so he can't spell perfectly. I wish I had known what was going to be going on during my sixth grade year, the last and worst year of elementary school. Mad is the word that remains in my head about my dreadful year as a sixth grader. My madness was one that was caused by dis- disappointments that hurt me very much. Disappointments from my teacher, such as field trips that were planned, then cancelled. My 6th grade teacher gave me a lot of disappointments, which made me very mad and made me build a state of hatred in my heart. No one ever let me down that hard before, and I never hated anyone as much as I did him. Disappointment wasn't the only reason that made me mad in my 6th grade class. Another was getting in trouble at school, especially talking. That's what really bugged me was writing sentences, those awful sentences that my teacher made me write. Hours and hours I'd sit and write 50, 100, 150 sentences day and night. I write these dreadful paragraphs which embarrassed me and more important, it made me ashamed of myself which in turn, deep down, inside, made me realise that writing sentence wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to make me suffer like that. It just wasn't fair to make me sit and write... Until my bones ached. Until my hand felt a very horrid pain it ever had. And as I wrote, I got madder and madder until I cried. I cried because I was ashamed. I cried because I was disgusted. Which is also spelled D-I-S-C-U-S-T-E-D. I cried because I was mad and I cried for myself. Kid who kept on having to write those Dane sentences. My angriness from 6th grade will scar my memory for life and I will be ashamed for my 6th grade year forever.
0: So. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) So this little story may not be as funny to anyone listening to this podcast. But I had a former employer who's oh, like yeah. was english
1: oh shit yeah and
0: that he was a bit strange and i think he was maybe in love with me and when i quit my job he was sending me all these like weird inappropriate messages and they all just sounded
1: it's like a breakup
0: yeah like 10 times i have been crying today yeah like, he was like so strange... upset he's
1: like betrayed and fucking distraught
0: Maybe he was, I won't say his name, but maybe he was the Golden Killer all along.
1: Maybe. It's
0: yeah. not Joseph D'Angelo.
1: No. It's... Um, so yeah, that wonderful piece of liter- literature. That was beautiful. Yeah, it really was. Uh, like, zero punctuation in that whole thing besides um, commas, really.
0: So no, it's just one long sentence. It's...
1: I believe, yeah, I'm just I'm looking for it right now. It's one long, no, actually, there's a few, few, few. Uh, wait, I mean, one or two full stops in that whole thing. Um, so what's what's interesting about this is some people think that it is an like a insight into his early home life. Mm. Some people think because he was a very intelligent criminal that it's a a, a red evidence. herring yeah. to throw off um investigators. So. To kind of confuse him with his backstory And his motives for the crime So
0: And also it would make him seem like an imbecile So they would mm, probably not be looking for anyone That was outstanding standing exactly, like exactly. of the community
1: So he did a lot of those things Which we'll uh, eventually get into um, So to go back into his early life uh, He attended Folsom High School in Sacramento And then later California State University in Sacramento To earn a degree in criminal justice He joined the Navy after graduation and served in the Vietnam War, which, to go on to um, uh, correlations in serial killers, a lot of them serve in war. Son of Sam served in the military. Yeah, or have like army positions. Some sort of gun uh, dispossession.
0: Yeah, I think... um, Who did I... I talked about someone like two weeks ago that served in the army. I've forgotten now.
1: Well, that's not good. That's not what you want out of a host of a show.
0: Well, it's too much. <laughs> I can, my brain can't hold all this things. Uh, yeah, no. it, it's very, I know. It's very,
1: very horrid things. But essentially, a lot of the people we talk about have either had head injuries, trauma in their early years, or, or served in the military.
0: Army. Or a combination of all three.
1: Mm. Um, so in the late 60s, he was engaged to a young woman named Bonnie Colwell. Now, remember that name, Bonnie Colwell, because she's a very important... ...part of this backstory. Okay. Um, so she worked as, as a lab ins- a lab in, uh, assistant in Liera College. Um, at some point during the engagement, she called off the engagement... ...and this supposedly completely broke D'Angelo's heart. No one knows exactly why they broke up or why she dumped him... ...but according to sources that talk to Bonnie's brother... Um, she supposedly had plenty of reasons to call it off. Well, Um,
0: he was a serial killer, so I would say... Not at this point. Well, no, but he had the personality of a serial killer. And
1: later on in his life, there's um, a lot of people regarded him as a very violent and angry man. Mm. So, you know, do the math. Um, So, similar to the hatred that he endured for his teacher in his note, he seemed to have never let go of the fact that Bonnie had dumped him. Right. So that's why people sort of think that it's a bit up in the air where it could actually be something he's written about himself. Um, so then uh, we're going into the 1970s. In 1973, D'Angelo marries Sharon Marie Huddle and they have three daughters together um, throughout their marriage. In 1974, he graduates from the police academy and becomes an officer in Visalia, California. 1975, a police officer was shot and killed by a criminal known as the Vesalia Ransacker. Or, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Vesalia Ransacker. I'll buy it. Now, later on when he gets caught, they connect the dots. And in 1975, when this police officer was shot and killed by a criminal called the Vesalia Ransacker, they connect it to D'Angelo.
0: Oh, so he
1: was the ransacker. He was the ransacker. Oh. So there's this string, a man of many names. Of, string of robberies that he was then connected to. Right. Everything that was connected to the, the Visalia ransacker, he was responsible for it. Um, and then in 1976, he is transferred to Auburn Police Department, where he was later that year caught stealing dog repellent and a hammer from a grocery store. The police department then fired him, but they didn't look into him at all in terms of his record or um, if he was connected to any crimes or whatever. They just let him go. Um, after being fired, and this gives you a bit of a insight into why maybe his engagement broke over. Uh, after being fired, D'Angelo threatens to kill the police chief, Nick Willock. A few days after being threatened, the police chief's daughter runs into his room in the middle of the night saying there's a man outside shining a flashlight into a bedroom. When he walks outside to check, uh, he finds shoe imprints outside his daughter's window.
0: Oh, that's creepy.
1: Yep. Now, with that, that that is all we have on his early life backstory, okay, the start right. of his That's yeah. literally all we have. Um, there might be more, but it's not really significant or relevant. Mm. As I said, his 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 early life was fairly normal, re- disregarding the threats of killing people. Yeah. Um. So his first recorded victim was a ransacking in Visalia, California, in nineteen seventy four. So this was after he had joined the police force. He started his crime spree. He was sloppy. He didn't wear a mask. He was easily identifiable to um, police. Um, his victims could even easily identify him as who he was. Mm. Um, so at the time, he was 29 years old, but he looked younger than he did for his age. Many people thought that the person who was ransacking them was in their teens or their early 20s. Um, and according to... Um, a writer called Billy Jensen. He's spoken to many of the victims of the ran- of w- when he was ransacking, and they claim that he was even murdering around that time, long before his first actual murder. Okay. Um, however, the the reason why it's so um hazy and why Why i think he never really got caught was in the 70s various jurisdictions didn't communicate with each other over their own yeah cases. they didn't talk no
0: it was like a weird um it, it's, pissing contest yeah thing. like
1: these are our cases we handle it ourselves yeah. which is actually delved into on mindhunter if you're interested in watching that show um
0: ends that series um, impossible about the rapist that's so based off a true story who works in the army so he knows how the jurisdictions work so he gets away with it because he skips around jurisdiction exactly like jurisdictions.
1: D'Angelo he, if you remember he's a police officer yeah so he knows, he how knows how exactly works. what's going on yeah. so he knows that if he goes from county to county which is exactly what he did mm. he would commit crimes in certain counties After learning, yeah, Yeah. after learning from his mistakes, he would then move on from going to county to county. He would go one to another to another to another. So he would, they would never link these all together. Um, so like I said, he 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 kind of like you know picks up the case a bit, um, learns from his mistakes. Oh, god, my microphone just going haywire. He learns from his mistakes and he's begins to, uh, to wear a black ski mask and kind of starts to plan out his his like a strategy for each crime that he then commits then forward Mm. um one example of which would be uh the police sketches and profilings from his victims um were like almost perfectly depicting D'Angelo um so what he did was he lost a huge amount of weight so he would look different to how he did when he committed the crimes Um, what he also did was he targeted one story houses with similar layouts. So it was easier for him to tell how many people were in the house. Um, because when he started, he was targeting, uh, women who were just home alone. Yeah. Um, he drove around the neighborhoods and sketched out maps, uh, in order to make his escape throughout the night. Um, and after breaking into the houses, he would often... Um, search th- through their purses and find their driver's license to learn their names. So then when he approached the victims, he would then um, whisper their names to make them wonder about the possibility of maybe it was someone that um, they actually knew. Um, and he wanted them to 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 think that he knew them from somewhere. Well,
0: because there's also, I guess, a sense of... Um inbuilt politeness that you feel when someone knows your name and that panic you get when someone knows your name and you're like oh fuck um yep. yeah hey you
1: it was more so to to again throw witnesses and police off like he doesn't know who the fuck they are so he if he pretends like he knows who they are and he would then also um he, he would find out like their hobbies like for example there was one family who there was one couple who um had a boat in their driveway so he told her the wife i know i've i know you i've seen you at the river
2: yeah
0: that's creepy
1: so and he's never obviously never seen them but he he picks them at random mm. he has no idea who they are super creepy very creepy but very intelligent um <coughs> excuse me uh so when he as I said, he, he he takes notice of their um, of their hobbies. Uh, sometimes he would give the victims lies about himself. Like he said to one victim, uh, "Don't tell the pigs about my van outside." He never had a van; it was never there. He never drove a van, never even drove a car. He would steal bikes from open garages, ride them to the houses, then escape with them and dump them. So, again, throwing people off. Um, So, when he started attacking, when he upgraded from attacking just women home alone to couples, he would come with pre-tied shoelaces, he would tie the men down and place a stack of plates on their backs. Oh, this guy. Yeah. So, if they, he told them, um, if they moved, got up, he would hear the plates crashing and he would know that they're coming he's coming to get him so he would immediately kill their wives if he hears these plates crashing
0: which of course you're then going to not move
1: yeah so he, they were forced to just lie there
0: and listen to their wives being raped yeah mm.
1: exactly um so he would he, he would often switch up his weapons that he would use. Like he would use knives, blunt objects. One time he beat someone to death with a, f- a log from the fireplace they had. Oh God! <clears throat> yeah, it's um fucking brutal. Again, to throw people off, it's like he doesn't have a signature. Anything. It's mm. literally it could just seem random. Um, now there is one sole factor that paced. All these things together besides DNA. Can you guess what it is?
0: No. Well, the fact that he's targeting couples.
1: No. His body.
0: His body? Each
1: and every one of his rape victims that gave a description of him described him as having an extremely small penis. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that is the best thing i've ever heard
1: extremely
0: well he was compensating for something obviously
1: investigators <laughs> asked doctors for known patients and they're trying to rule out suspects here yeah so they, they, they asked to, to, to about patients who had quote micro penises
0: can you just imagine though imagine that you're a man Who is a genuine suspect in all these murders? And like for some reason there's like DNA that puts you at all the scenes and like there's all this weird stuff and then they pull you in and the cops are like, All right, buddy, drop your dax And they're like, Well it can't be him because you sir have an enormous Literally.
1: That's literally what they did. They ruled out people who were too well endowed. Yes. Not even big, just regular dicks. Can
0: you imagine, like, the weird sense of pride as well? You'd be like, "Well, yeah, cool."
1: So you're not, you're not the murderer.
0: Not a murderer, and I have a big dick.
1: Great, awesome. That's the first time we've been proud to have five inches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, it's just adding new meaning to the term "big dick energy."
1: It really is. Yeah. It really fucking That's is. That's the
0: greatest thing I've ever heard. Please continue.
1: It's. Uh, that was, like you said, the best thing I think about researching this was <laughs> just learning that. Um, so, so, he obviously got off on the fact that he was instilling fear into his victims. One of his tricks and that his he would use with his tiny penis, <laughs> with his small dick energy, one of his tricks that he would use to make sure he would absolutely escape without a doubt was he would, after um, committing the rape, he would then wait. And hide inside the house. Now, oftentimes... And this is very, 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 very sad. He would tie up, you know, as I uh, said before, husbands. But sometimes he would also tie up their children. Mm. And he would put them on the bed next to their mothers while he was raping them.
0: Oh, that's...
1: It's terrifying. Ter- terrible.
0: That's horrible.
1: What he would do in cases like that with, with either the husband or the child was he would... Um, when he was finished committing the rape, he would then wait in the house. And um, in one case, uh, after the rape was committed, um, uh, a mother was right next to her daughter. And when she asked her daughter, are you all right? Her daughter said, shh, mommy. He was still in the house, in the room, hiding in the dark. So whenever the mother started talking again, thinking he was gone, he would press down on the bed right next to her head to let her know that he was there. She sat motionless for hours. Wait, I is this the
0: kid or the mother? The mother. So the mother's on the bed.
1: They're both on the bed. Okay. The mother and the kid are on the bed.
0: And she's blindfolded, I'm assuming? Uh, I,
1: I, It wasn't actually specified, okay. but I assume so. Yeah. It's also dark and he's wearing a balaclava. I mean, he's hiding in the shadows. Yeah, okay. Um, So he would let her know that he was still there every single time she would pipe up again. So so she would then just sit still, not making a peep for hours. I think it was uh, about. uh, It was like. It was six. Four or six hours or something um, before she even managed to make the call that a criminal had broken into a house mm. and raped her, completely ensuring his escape. Yeah. Um, so, to make it even fucking worse, months and sometimes years after the assaults, he would often call his victims to taunt them on Christmas Day. Oh, that's... And he would threaten them, telling them he would come back to finish the job. So it's very unfortunate but the majority of his victims all have PTSD.
0: I'm not surprised.
1: Mm. Um I'm and way it, to ruin he, Christmas. he's like Christmas. he's like the 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 Black Dahlia and the and the the Zodiac he's never was never caught until yeah. this, to this point.
0: Until recently, yeah.
1: Um so many of these victims never had you know closure until recently. They never knew that they were they, they, they were never safe.
0: Can you imagine, though, like... So when was this? This was in the 70s?
1: This was during the 70s, yeah. Yeah,
0: so can you imagine getting a call almost 50 years after you've been attacked and someone tells you, like, we've caught him, he's in jail? Mm. Like, can you imagine? It makes me want to cry thinking it, about it. it.
1: It's horrible. It's really fucking horrible. Um, So le- later in the 70s, a woman named Carol Daly um she worked for the Sacramento um county police department right um and they held a town meet a town hall meeting to discuss the east area rapist um during this time around about this time uh, around 6000 guns were sold within a month um uh locksmiths were hired to make deadlocks for the doors so people couldn't bust in um, A lot of security dogs were were bought Mm. Um, during the meeting where they they were discussing what to fucking do about this person. Um, And one man stood up and proclaimed that he didn't believe that the East Area Rapist was real because he, and I quote, couldn't fathom that any man would allow his wife to be raped while they were home. A few months later, the same man and his wife became victims of the East Area rapist.
0: Yeah, and that was how they realized that he was. He and was, was in the, one the they meeting. They took the photo of the big meeting, and yeah. he was
1: there. He, they, they, he was there. So Without a doubt, he was there. Yeah, they can't prove it, but he was there. Okay.
0: Either that, or it's like the biggest coincidence. Oh ever. God, it
1: couldn't be though. It's such a cocky thing, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, be like, fuck you, you don't think it can happen? Like no.
1: Later on in D'Angelo's life, he obviously was fired as a police officer, so he's, um, his next profession was to be a big rig driver for uh, a grocery store called Save Mart. <clears throat> According to his co-workers, he was a well-behaved uh, man... And acted like he was afraid of ever getting in trouble, so he wouldn't, you know, stick around talking or, you mm. know, do anything that might get anyone, including himself, in trouble. It was never late for work, and he was never caught in sick. 1986, all crimes related to the East Area Rapist stop. Just and they that's st- it.
0: They stop for like until he's caught. Completely,
1: don't they? that's it. Yeah. Never one ever happens again.
0: Isn't that weird? So he's <clears throat> like. 40
1: in his 40s at that so he was 29 in the 70s some point 74s so yeah like so yeah.
0: early 40s probably
1: so. um he just completely stops cold turkey no one knows why he stopped but it's speculated that it is due because this is the same year that his youngest daughter was born
0: ah uh. Yeah. So
1: but he has three daughters. So it's like why oh. stop on the third?
0: Yeah, no, that's weird. You know what I mean? I thought it was gonna be like his first kid. No, his no, youngest that's daughter. That's
1: strange. Um, so it's his third daughter. So I don't know, maybe the home life was too much, you know, the, the wives and the kids are too demanding for his hobbies. You know how it is. His
0: hobbies. Yeah. You <laughs> know. Is it weird that like <clears throat> I guess for me as a as a woman, like obviously men can obviously also experience rape, but as a woman, to me, it seems somewhat more awful to just be horrifically raped and left alive because you then mm. live with it for the rest of your life. I think like it's... obviously not that being murdered is also yeah. not ideal,
1: but I think like it's there's an, um, something
0: more sad about...
1: It's an interesting point that you bring up. The, the, the distinction between rape and a man and rape and a woman because it's definitely a, a thing. Oh, men we, can one hundred percent be raped, but and we've seen that. cases yeah. of men being raped and locked up and used yeah. for sex, and it's like we like well, to make Jeffrey
0: the, Dahmer raped boys. Yeah,
1: exactly, and it's it's never really a thing that you can say, oh, you know, men can't be raped, but it is unfortunately primarily yeah. young women. Are I'm
0: just more saying, me victim. as a woman, I left can't alive. Imagine,
1: afterwards.
0: going through this horrific thing and then having to try and continue on with my relationship with mm. my partner who hasn't gone because they were all married. Can you I've, imagine um, trying to continue to continue mm. on with your relationship with your husband after that?
1: During um high school, we actually had um these speakers come to our school, one of them opened up about the fact that he his partner um, was raped in a closet and he talks about his relationship yeah like how do you continue just, with life like,
0: cuz like you were saying they all had ptsd yeah exactly and like this... and
1: he he talks about it's like I, I there's never a moment where he's like this is too much for me it's just it, it's just a constant state of grief for her yeah It's just be. it's a fucking horrible mm. thing for someone you love and and this is before they were together Mm. But to know that that happened to someone yeah. is fucking horrible. But
0: yeah, I don't know. Something something about like obviously we talk a lot about really horrible murders, but mm. for me personally there's something about the idea of these women being horrifically attacked and then yeah. having to cope with it for the, that's just so awful.
1: It is. It's terrible. There is um This
0: podcast gets really depressing sometimes. <laughs>
1: that's that's why we gotta like we gotta find something to like jovial it up afterwards, I guess. But <clears throat> anyway I'll, I'll try not to take up too much time
0: micropenis penises. the Killer has micropenis nothing to lighten the mood like a micropenis
1: okay so let's fucking jump right back into it uh, so um in his later life uh, his he had a reputation at home of being a very violent and angry man and people would often avoid any interaction with him. One time, he left his neighbours a voicemail, threatening to kill his entire family. I mean, that's this, too much. The father then recognises his voice and confronts him, to which D'Angelo tells him um, that he left the voicemail because his dog was barking too much.
0: It's like the lady upstairs at the door.
1: Yeah, it really is. But she's gone now, so fuck off.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um... His neighbors are often hear him screaming at his wife and daughters so loudly that they could hear it from their own houses. And this is like suburban Sacramento. Yeah. Like there's a like they're next to each other for sure. But, but these not are that like close. these yeah. are you know houses with insulation. These aren't Australian houses where they're fucking bricks and concrete with a little tiny yes, layer. That's of, just yeah. Sh- yeah, this is like the real fucking yeah. deal. Um, <clears throat> he was often. Yelling at himself in the front yard of his house. Yelling things like, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. At himself. At himself.
0: Weird.
1: <clears throat> um, Very weird. I don't know if this was... This wasn't brought up uh, earlier, but this was an interesting point that I wanted to bring up. Um, I, I I found out that a lot of his victims... Um, a lot of his victims told, him, told, told investigators that he would often sob... To himself, while committing the the, 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 the criminal activity, um, whether it was like stealing from them or raping them, he would often sob to himself, yelling, "I hate you, Bonnie! I hate you, Bonnie!" Oh, oh, yeah. So there's a there's this connection the to the whole thing. You got yeah. dumped. Oh,
0: that's never happened to anyone else on the face of the planet ever.
1: Yeah. So I want to I want to get a bit more into. How he was caught now?
0: Yes, let's.
1: Um, So, as I said, uh, Michelle McNamara began her investigations uh, as as just I guess, a person who she just was dedicated to catching the Golden State Killer. That was her her complete obsession, and she shared this obsession with uh, investigator Paul Hall. Um. So, to give a bit of context over recorded over 51 women were raped in their own beds uh he murdered at least 12 people however it's we don't know the the exact figures yeah it could be way higher um he he would often call them up again just to touch on these murders again he would often call them up and say things like remember remember when we played
2: Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, it's just,
1: sorry, I'm just going through... I'm going through my main points now. Because these are all things that I wanted to bring up at some point. But they're just... There's, as I said, there's so f- much content regarding this guy. Um, and what's interesting is he was often... He was referred to this as the original Night Stalker. Oh. The OG Night Stalker. <laughs> which is... Weird. <clears throat> weird flex. you don't want. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So McNamara, as I said, she she's writing this book in in uh, 2016. Uh, so uh, sorry, in 2016. She's writing this book um, where she inve- in where she interviews men like Paul Hall. Um, I believe this was like 2013. Um, in 2016, unfortunately, um, Michelle McNamara passed away. Uh, This was on July 21st. Sorry, April April 21st. Um, And it was due to a previously undiagnosed heart condition that she had and complications with ingesting um, medications, including Adderall, Xanax, and A fentanyl, I believe. Um, Which is very, very unfortunate, because she Mm. never got to see her handiwork, one, come to fruition, and two actually catch the fucking person responsible yeah. um her one wish to um husband Patton oswald was to get her book published um so by february 2018 the book is completely finished um i believe people helped finish the book um and one of the many leads that Paul Hall discussed with McNamara before she passed was the potential of DNA evidence found with genealogy websites like 23andMe. Mm. Um, so what Paul Hall did was he would take DNA from rape kips and wanted to and pitched the idea to many genealogy websites to try and use their online service database to match the DNA together.
2: Ooh.
1: Um. And like I said, unfortunately, she never lived to be able to to see this happen. So, um, in Jan- in January twenty eighteen, um, Paul Hall used DNA from a crime scene, um, and actually worked with I I I don't know who the genealogy website was, but he 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 managed to find a company that was willing to work with him. Um, and so they, they found a connection to a third cousin. So they had something, they had to lead. Mm -hmm. Um, and for context, this is 24 years in the making for Paul Hall. He's been trying to catch this guy for 24 years. Um, he was just getting ready to retire. Uh, but he had this obsession with wanting to catch the Golden State Killer. Um... And it was obviously not going to be any uh, an easy feat because Golden Circle had been evading police for 44 years at this point. Um, now, what's interesting is they had that connection to um, the third cousin. They took that to the Sacramento County DA and assembled a task force to scour the entire family tree of that third cousin. Um, obviously, D'Angelo is part of that list previously D'Angelo was never thought of a suspect of anything so he was never even suspected for any of the crimes nothing the day before Paul Halls is set to retire he's sitting outside of D'Angelo's house Mm
2: -hmm.
1: he's thinking to himself this whole thing has been a failure he's jaded from all the failures over 24 years He thinks to himself, I'll just get D'Angelo's DNA so they can simply rule him out as a suspect and I'll retire and pass this on to someone else. Distraught. That's it. But something inside of him tells him to just keep on going. He takes the DNA um, samples to this genealogy company. Doesn't inform D'Angelo. Um... But he also needs more, uh, obviously, DNA samples from D'Angelo to connect it. So what he does is he the task force with him, they um, collect DNA from his fingerprints at public airport, uh, public areas like wiping his car door, and they find uh, tissues in his trash can that they use to connect DNA. If they had uh, approached Deangelo for DNA, um, it takes a while for it to process with yeah. these companies, so. <laughs> he runs the risk of him being a flight risk yeah, him trying to escape or him trying to kill himself um, so the Sacramento Task Force and the Crime Lab work non-stop to try and connect the dots to prove that this man is the killer police get a search warrant after the DNA comes back uh, proving that his DNA is connected to the crime scenes and they arrest D'Angelo D'Angelo is fucking shook
2: as you would be. Has no
1: and no idea what the fuck is going on. He has no idea how they found him. Mm. Um, officers that were arresting him said they saw in his face that he was thinking of ways to try and escape. But it was too little, too fucking late, boyo. Buddy. Buddy boy. Um, he not didn't at all try to de- deny himself being the, the Golden State Killer. The only thing he ever said to police officers was, "There is a roast in the oven." To this day, and it's now twenty twenty, I believe, um, I, this is, this is still again hard to find, but um, he hasn't said a single word to police officers, and refuses to give any any interviews. He just blankly stares into space whenever he's in the court. Um. So, during the time just before his arrest, his, his wife had uh, moved away and stopped speaking to him years ago. And he was, he was, at the time, living with his adult daughter and his granddaughter. Um, it's thought and speculated that the reason behind this, and her never divorcing him, is that he... She might have known about what he was doing, and he threatened her she was to never didn't. divorce him so that she couldn't testify against him. Oh, yeah, because couples can't, can't be forced to testify. Wives' husbands cannot testify against each other. Can they
0: choose to testify against each they, other?
1: They can. They, they can testify against each other, <clears> but they're not forced Yeah, you. they can't be forced to.
0: No. Yeah. I learned that from Gossip Girl.
1: That's um, why
0: Blair and Chuck get married.
1: So according to Neighbours, D'Angelo was physically fit. He was 72 at the time, but he looked like he could have been 50. Um, It pisses
0: me off that, like, he's got to live a life.
1: So he had a stationary bike in his house. He rode motorcycles. He walked around with ease. Um, But during his time in court, he acted like this feeble old man. Didn't speak. Just blankly stared into nothing with his mouth open and requested a wheelchair. All of a sudden, couldn't walk around. Yeah. This... Does not fucking work. He doesn't get away with anything. He's currently awaiting trial. They said, fuck you. You're connected to this trial. We don't give a shit if you're playing this fucking old man bullshit. You are the God's sake killer.
0: So he's still in
2: jail. like being He's arrested.
1: He's in jail. He's awaiting trial. It's been put on hold, unfortunately, due to coronavirus. Um, During the trial... uh, Um... Uh, during the court sentence where they actually put him away to, to, to jail awaiting further trial he, he just stares at the judge the entire time does not look away for a second he's just staring at the judge standing up this time it's fucking terrifying if you watch the footage
2: mm.
1: so like I said he's just he's waiting trial until mm-hmm. it was supposed to happen soon I believe
0: I hope the judge was a woman was a judge a
1: woman? I don't know. I, I can't actually know.
0: That would just.
1: But they, they're still would... they're still investigating his personal belongings. Uh, apparently, he had um, several mementos he kept from past victims. Not surprised, victims. Yeah. I'm not
0: surprised <clears throat> at all. He sounds like a fucking piece of work.
1: So, like I said, like f- don't fuck with cats. Same premise, man. Fucking, just internet sleuths mm. and people coming together uh, and connecting dots from a time where people didn't and literally caught someone who stopped making crimes happen in the
2: 80s
0: i wonder how many like serial serial killers and rapists from like the 60s and 70s have seen this like, and are just oh, fucking shit. quaking in their boots like yeah.
2: but can that's... you imagine
0: being like getting arrested for some petty crime or having to had your DNA taken for some arbitrary reason and they run it through the database and you're like, you ping on all these murders and you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck
1: shit. Yeah. That's literally it. I mean, not speaking from experience, but I'm sure it's definitely more difficult to be a criminal these days. Given, yeah. given the fact that they caught this guy using a a, a company similar to 23andMe. Mm. Like fuck man.
0: Yeah, Dina, you can literally like leave a hair follicle, and like they'll find it.
1: Hair follicles, will, um, skin cells, <clears throat> anything.
0: Good luck finding any hair follicles in our apartment in case of a crime, because there's fucking hair everywhere. Yeah, You're cat like, hair, which hair is this. Cat Tama hair, 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 my hair, my hair. It's just a hair fest.
1: It really is. Well. There you go. That's the Golden State Killer. I might have gone a little bit over time on, the, on that one, so I apologize. It's not like
0: you to go over time.
1: <clears throat> I know. I know. Insane.
0: Cool. We just had to briefly pause to... I needed to get my notes, and we also needed to order some nuggets.
1: Nuggies. Because
0: it's currently 10.40, and I've had three glasses of wine and no dinner. So, it's McDonald's Good, three time. Three glasses of wine. This is my third glass of wine. I've not had dinner. Oh, fuck? All I've had today is some homemade nachos and a little bit mm. of sticky date pudding. How
1: were they? Were they good? They were pretty good. Did you use a chicken? I used fridge?
0: chicken nice. and chipotle sauce and yes. nacho chips and cheese. Great. It
1: was pretty good. There you go. Yeah. Boom.
0: Well, are you ready for I'm the cultural so debate of the century? Because this is
1: such a polarizing topic. It's so. It's like the Stephen Avery thing where it's like some people believe it happened, some people believe he didn't do it.
0: See, but the thing about the Stephen Avery thing is there's, like, weird evidence that I think the thing that gets people about this is there is zero, zero evidence. There is zero evidence to support Yeah. Well, there's just, like, weird things, which, according to eyes. Carol Baskin,
1: yeah, Baskin, can
0: all be explained. Because she's done this whole big thing. I found this whole, like, essay on her big cat rescue website that basically like refutes a lot of the stuff in tiger king and one of the big things obviously is her killing her husband but okay some of the things kind of make sense so in case you hadn't picked up on it yet we are going to be talking about carol baskin's husband
1: killed him husband jack Donald
0: Lewis and perfect timing because there was, there's actually been a small little break in the case that broke in the news like a week or two back. Mm. Okay. So let's do a quick backstory because we love to give context to our characters. So Jack Donald Lewis is born April, 1938 and was a native to Florida. He was basically like born and bred Floridian.
1: Florida boy, Floridian. Um,
0: he was actually a self made millionaire and it wasn't inherited. Oh wow. He wasn't like
2: Good for him. Daddy's
0: Rich. Um yeah. he made his money through real estate and used car businesses, which I thought
1: was strange. Mm. But I guess a different time.
0: Yeah. So he married his first first wife, Gladys, mm. and they had three daughters together and an adopted son who doesn't appear in the documentary at all. But his mm. ex wife and the three daughters do.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, in January of 1981, Lewis meets Carol, at the time, Murdoch, on the street. Mm -hmm. So, she's just fled her house after being attacked by her abusive husband at the time, Michael Murdoch. So, at the time, Carol is 20 and Don is 42.
2: Which is also
0: something that documentary, like, Mm. obviously she's of age at the time, but it's, like, weirdly kind of, like, predatory behavior. It kind of is. It's 20
1: years 22 years difference. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: Um, so she's crying on the side of the road. He convinces her to get in his car so she can have someone to, quote, talk to, and they spend the night together. So we're talking about a 20-year-old who's married to someone who's physically abusing her. Yeah. This nice 42-year-old man picks her up on the side of the road in the middle of the night.
2: And spends the night
0: with her. Yeah. So... Not that that makes it okay to murder someone, but like he's not exactly... He doesn't really sound like a stand-up He's character. not
2: the
1: most genuine <laughs> human being. Yeah, so
0: Carol Murdoch, who is now Carol Baskins, which everyone knows her as, um, after she married her current husband, Howard Baskin. So Carol and Dan begin having an affair while they're both still married, and she becomes one of his many girlfriends. And she actually helps him grow his wealth by assisting with buying and selling property in 1984. So what they used to do is they would go to banks and they would buy loans. So like someone has a loan that they can't pay on their house. You buy the loan and then you theoretically own the house. And that was actually how he grew his empire. So he actually wasn't... A multi-millionaire when him and Carol met. No, that grew while they were together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So in ninety one, Murdoch and Lewis divorce their respective spouses, and they get married. In nineteen (laughs) ninety two, represent they they found wildlife on Easy Street, which is now Big Cat Rescue. Um, which for those who are living under a rock and haven't seen Tiger King, it's a big cat sanctuary essentially
1: quote-unquote sanctuary it's up to the bait, i guess
0: um so allegedly lewis and carol clash over how to run the park he wants to breed the cats and operate it as a business much like yeah. Joe Exotic does <clears throat> but carol wants it to be a charity for like rescuing mm. okay. big cats in captivity and like giving them a nice place to live out their days yeah um According to Carol Lewis, was obsessed with sex, and his children have also been quoted... No, but, like, not in a good way. Like, his children have been quoted as saying he was was a sexaholic.
2: Like, he... According
0: to Carol, he would demand sex, like, on the daily. And when she was on her period, he was so desperate, he'd fucking fly to Costa Rica to have affairs with other people because he couldn't have sex with her. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, once a month, for basically a week, he'd fly to Costa Rica to have affairs. Fuck.
1: Big money energy right there. Yeah. Shit. So, Mm. um... And she knew, or... Yeah, she
0: knew, and she's quoted as saying she just accepted that as part of her life. she wanted to be with him, that's what she'd have to do. Fucking
1: rich motherfucker. Of course. 20-year-old with a 40-year-old. the fuck? Mm. Um, What else do you think? So,
0: Lewis had allegedly started telling family members and friends as early as 1997 mm-hmm. that he'd always planned to move to Costa Rica eventually permanently
2: Yeah.
0: Um, in late 97 he begins transferring ownership of several properties he owns in Florida to into the name of a Costa Rican company that he owned so moving out okay. of his name into a company that he owned yep. in the days leading up to his disappearance Lewis had bought a plane ticket to Costa Rica that's kind of important He's purchased a plane ticket. Okay. So Carol has claimed that Lewis's mental health has slowly been deteriorating in the lead up to this and that he'd been rummaging around in dumpsters and hoarding broken vehicles and junk. Yeah, as you do. Um, He was supposedly losing his short-term memory. He was sometimes disorientated and Carol suspected him of having early-onset Alzheimer's.
1: Oh, that's sad.
0: Yeah. However, Lewis's personal former attorney and a former business associate has disputed all of this and said that he was fine.
1: Uh, that's the thing. It's like it's got all
0: he said, she speculation. said. Speculation, yeah, yeah. So, in July yeah. nineteen ninety seven, Lewis files for a restraining order from Carol, claiming that she's threatened to kill him and was in possession of two guns, and that she hid his guns to stop him from protecting himself.
1: Holy shit.
0: So the request is denied. Um, Baskins shit. claims he did this because whenever he'd leave to go to Costa Rica to fuck some bitches, uh-huh. she'd quietly try and like get rid of some of his junk that he was supposedly hoarding. And he was so angry about this that he called the police and the police told him the only thing he could do was file for a restraining a order. <clears throat> um, after this, Lewis and Carol continue living together. So he doesn't run away, he doesn't move out. Which, again, kind of supports what Carol is saying. This is
1: so sus, though. It's like it it can go either way at this point. So, August 18,
0: 1997. Don Lewis disappears after leaving his home very early in the morning to make an early morning delivery of real estate signs. Two days later, his white 1989 Dodge Ram is found at the Pilot County Airport 40 miles from his home. Oh. so at this time lewis owned several planes even though he'd had his pilot license revoked and he was noted as usually flying below the range of radar detection yeah, for that reason because he didn't have a license
1: time too it's also it different, going
0: though. back to the fact that he'd been noticed as having already purchased a plane ticket so, so why is he at the airport needing to fly his own plane if he's already bought a plane ticket
1: Yes. Oh, hang on. So he's he's flown himself supposedly, but he has a plane ticket.
0: Yeah. So his car is found at the airport where his planes are, but he's bought a commercial plane Plane ticket ticket to Costa to Costa Rica. Yeah.
1: So, oh, interesting. So
0: the keys to the van are found on the the article I read said on the floorboard, which I assume is just like the back part of the van.
1: I think. Yeah, well, I think a van in, in the 90s would have been wooden yeah.
0: floorboards. And like no evidence is found in the van. Shit. So local sheriffs at the time say they find no signs of foul play um, in the van or at the catch sanctuary, which is also where they lived. Uh-huh. They visit Costa Rica as well, the town of, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, oh my God, ba- Bagaces, B-A-G-A-C-E-S.
1: I quickly
0: see it. I just spelt it to you. I, I'm not good. Bag
1: assess. At... Bag assess. Anyway, bag assess, let's, say, let's say it's bagasses because that's where so funny.
0: Lewis owned a 220 acre park. Okay. The investigation <laughs> lasts five days. They find implications that Lewis engaged in extramarital affairs, which you already knew, as well as illegal business practices, which that again is kind of important.
1: That guy is just getting that Costa Rica pussy. Yeah. So
0: doing. the illegal business practice is kind of important if you believe some of the theories okay so they also find two of lewis's ocelots which um again if you don't know they were like they were obsessed with big african animals i don't think an ocelot's oh no an ocelot is a cat cat. yeah Yeah. um so they'd been shipped but no one could find where they'd been shipped to which i don't know if it's related but it's another like a weird thing yeah none of his credit cards have been used in the last few days since he's been missing so Lewis leaves behind an estimated 5 million dollar fortune. So in the Shit. scheme of things though 5 million dollars isn't like well
1: I mean that it's not money. chum change for sure. Um, which
0: so this estate then leads to a legal dispute between Carol and Lewis's children and his family. ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which again brings into question how much of what they say can be deemed honest because yeah. they want his money. Um, yeah. Some of the articles I read went into a heap of detail about them and their lives and how one of his daughters had actually been given a million dollars and blown it in stocks and all this all sort of stuff that I didn't go into because I thought it was a bit boring. Okay. So Lewis is declared legally dead in 2002. And one day after he's declared legally dead, Carol um, does her thing and takes all his estate. One day. She mm. waits. Five years and one day. Yeah. From when he went missing,
1: and that can also just be like she just doesn't. She want could
0: need money. They got a lot of fucking tigers.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, <clears throat> a f- I read a few different articles that had these the dates kind of mixed up. So I haven't included the exact years because there are a few different years in different articles. But it said shortly after his disappearance, Carol is asked and refuses to take a polygraph test on the advice of her lawyers. She's asked again later. One article said 2008, one article said 2011, and again, she refuses. In December 1998, Don's children go public in their interview in People magazine with the theory that Carol has ground Don up in the meat grinder and fed him to the tigers.
2: Yeah,
0: Um, And they note that the meat grinder was never DNA tested. Um, Okay, so in 2005... Authorities start to lean towards the foul play side of things. But basically. no one's ever charged. So, we fast forward 15 years to 2020. Mm. A strange time.
1: Very strange I've time. have got the
0: hiccups now. So, Tiger King comes out. It explodes. And basically, everyone is convinced that Carol Baskin murdered her husband and fed him to the Tigers. Or the other really popular one was that they had the septic tank that she buried him in, or buried oh, him under.
2: Gross.
0: That was the other one that Joe Exotic was pretty in love with. So using the popularity of the series, the local sheriff, Chad Cronister, which is just the best Cronister, hmm. best surname ever, um, they appeal to the public for leads, and they allegedly have six tips relating to Don Lewis's disappearance, which right. obviously they can't. Release, but allegedly. So, Cronister has actually expressed a belief that he thinks a former employee of the cat park who possibly had a sour relationship will likely step forward to provide evidence against Baskins. Mm-hmm. That's what he thinks. So, as of today, no one has ever formally been charged with Lewis's disappearance, nor has it officially been ruled a murder. He's just gone off the face of the planet. Fuck. Okay. So, moving into some of the theories as to what happened. So, Lewis's former lawyer, Joseph Fritz, has been pretty vocal about what he thinks has happened. So, a direct quote is, What I heard was that he was strangled from the back seat of an aeroplane over the Gulf of Mexico at 50 feet and then dropped out over the Gulf. He loved those cats. He never would have just walked away from them, ever. He was proud of those cats. He loved his cats. Some force made him leave. Right. So Fritz says, made him leave. yeah, Fritz says he believes that Lewis was lured to the airport under the pretense of buying another plane, which would explain why his van was there. Yeah, and then yeah. he was murdered at the airport, taken by plane and dropped into the sea. Mm-hmm. Fritz has also publicly admitted that there is zero evidence tying Carol to Don's disappearance or his murder or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So here's what Carol has said. So Carol's come forward saying that when they met, Don wasn't actually rich and she helped him create that. So basically she's saying why would she kill him for something that was rightfully also hers as well.
1: Which well, They were married. Yeah. They were married, so yeah. it kind
0: of makes sense. So she goes into this big, as I said before, this huge essay on her Big Cat Rescue website refuting a lot of the claims. Um, there's There's a bunch of other stuff, but the biggest one is about her murdering her husband. Of
2: course, yeah.
0: So one of the other weird things that gets brought up on Tiger King was this document that Don's former executive assistant, Anne McQueen, had that he'd given to her and specifically told her should something ever happen to him or should he go missing to give it to the police. So that contained basically like the restraining order he tried to file against Carol Mm. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Carol's made the point of the fact that this document isn't actually given to police until September, which is two months after his disappearance, when they're already in court proceedings about his estate. Yeah. So she's like, why the fuck? If this is really a document he gave you, why the fuck did you wait two months to give it to the police? Mm. Which you're kind of like, mm, okay. Okay. Um, the other note in the Tiger King documentary was about how odd it was that his will, I don't know if you remember this part, his will specifically says in case of disappearance. Yeah. And Wasn't
1: it like it was <clears throat> altered recently?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Something
0: like that. So Lewis's lawyer had come out saying that he'd never in his years of practice seen it worded that way, and so it seems terribly Very suspicious. Sus.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um,
0: and because the original... Document that Air McQueen had had her as power of attorney. The new document had Carol as power of attorney, which gave her the opportunity to like put things where she wanted. Sure. So Carol says this was altered because Don had mentioned how people in Costa Rica go missing or disappear all the time. She'd said, and I quote, "Our Costa Rican attorney, Roger Peterson, and the Helicopter Brothers, who were the local version of the mafia." And Don was loaning the money. That's why I included disappearance as an event that would activate the power of attorney. I am sure attorney Joe Fritz is correct that this is unusual. However, it made perfect sense in this situation, given what I was told by Don and Peterson about Costa Rica and Don's dealings there at the time. Right. Which again, if you're going off face value of what people are saying... It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. If you came to me and you were like, hey, I'm doing some shady dealings with some mafia Mm. in Costa Rica, it's likely they won't kill me, but I'll simply disappear off the face of the planet. And I don't want you to be fucked financially in that case. So let's alter this so it says disappearance as well as death.
1: What a fucking strange situation. Yeah.
0: So the sheriff that I mentioned before, um, Chronister, has come out and actually disputed some of the claims that are put forth by Tiger King. The septic tank, which Joe Exotic claims he he's buried, buried under, him. the sheriff has said that wasn't actually installed until years after he disappeared. Okay. So it's not possible that he could be buried unless they stored his skeleton yes. for years. Of course. Um, the meat grinders that he was supposedly... ...put into were also removed from the property years before his disappearance. But they still own them, they're just not on the property. Yeah, they're not in use. I mean, if you go in with that theory, he could have been taken off the property, ground up, and And fed back back to the Tigers. Um, In the documentary series, it said that there was an employee of the park that witnessed the new will and power of attorney with Carol being signed. Uh However... Years later, the same employee came out and said that that was a lie, and she was pressured to make that statement. However, by that time, the statute of, sta- statute 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 of limitations for forgery has passed. Yeah. So no one can be charged. <clears throat> so the most recent updates, which were about a couple of weeks ago, Ooh. the news broke that the signatures on the will and the power of attorney documents are possibly forged.
2: So Lewis's
0: signature on the two documents appear to have been traced from his marriage record and that the signatures of the witnesses on the marriage notary and both the will and the power of attorney are almost identical, indicating that it could also have been traced or
2: forged. Oh, shit.
0: So...
1: So what does that mean?
0: Well, it's just another, he said, she said, another layer to add to it.
1: They can catch fucking the Golden State Killer who's been doing shit since the 70s, but they can't figure this shit out.
0: Well, I think the difference is, is the fact that he's technically not been murdered in the normal sense that there's a body. Yeah, and it's he been just so long. just disappeared off the face of the planet. Oh, my God. Like, literally gone without a trace.
1: You know what's um hilarious is there's uh, this post from years ago um, from the big cat sanctuary that carol baskin uploaded um when she married her second husband i can't remember his, his name um but she married her second husband and howard the, yeah the wording was so weird because she's like um you know so happy to be married to harrow ha- howard, uh, howard blah, blah. <laughs> but she voted it can't wait to spend the rest of his life with him and people are like His, yeah, but it's so
0: interesting. Like, I think it was. Oh, what was I? I was listening to another podcast that was talking about when someone writes a fiction novel, when something happens that's a coincidence in a book or in a scenario where you know what's happening, you're like, Oh, well, that's such a ridiculous coincidence. But stuff like that happens all the time in real life.
1: I'm not, I'm not really. Disputing no, but you know what anything. I mean? Like, but when
0: you've got a thought in your at head, at a, it's, it, it's
1: more so just hilarious. It's strange. Yeah, and bizarre.
0: You only it's need just... to look at their wedding photos to know they're a bit odd. Oh, though.
1: they're fucking nutjobs. Yeah.
0: Um, another article I read now, I didn't note it down, and I can't remember who noted this. I think it might have also been his former lawyer, Fritz, possibly. Okay. Don't yell at me if that's wrong. The Said fuck? that. Don had a habit of – he would happily lend people money, but he would often piss people off because he'd put such a high interest uh, percentage on the repayments that okay. he previously had an incident that almost turned really nasty when he'd lent someone money and then he'd put such a huge interest on it. So I guess if you're going off what Carol said about him having dealings with this mafia in Costa Rica – if he's loaning them money and then being like, mm, yeah, mm. I'm going to need that back now yeah. with 80% interest, thank you. Hey,
1: dangerous mafia who could kill me. Yeah. That money I gave you, so Well, you owe me more than the previous it's, it's
0: interesting in the same way I think that last week's one, Elisa Lamb, is interesting because there's just really no evidence. Yeah.
2: And, there's and no really so, way to because there's
0: no evidence, it just mm. allows people's minds to go crazy that's what's so
1: tantalizing about it is it's it's it sucks that there's a crime that's possibly been committed but it's like we as humans need to find s- some sort of answer to the question yeah like what the fuck happened and i'm also a, a firm
0: believer that when it comes to when as soon as money is involved yeah you can't trust very, a fucking word anyone know, says yeah so like children or not you're gonna feel like you got the raw end of the deal she got the majority of his estate and all you got was like a measly million. million dollars yeah. um Carol also argues on her website that her daughters said that because she was power of attorney, she got to decide which assets went to yeah. who and gave them like the shitty yes. assets
1: um she's sorry come out to interrupt yeah, but at the time of his death he said he was he had around five six million yeah. So, if each of his daughters are getting one mil.
0: Well, I don't know. She got majority of... Carol got majority of his... His
1: estate. His
0: estate and
1: stuff. But if, if it's... I
0: think they got assets. So, right. I, I, I don't really know how because if he's
1: if he's worth six mil... That's
0: what I mean. It's not an enormous
1: amount of money. No, and if they're it's getting It's not one, like Jeff Bezos. getting one mil each, that's three daughters, three million yeah. dollars. That's half of his net worth, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, like, it's... Sorry to interrupt you, but it's like, It's
0: all like... Again, it's all hearsay like
1: yeah.
0: Carol Baskins also goes into stuff saying like the reason wealthy. the the will was rewritten was because he had fallings out with his family and <sighs> didn't want them in the will.
1: Well yeah, of course.
0: Which again if you're looking at it with through the glasses of she's murdered her husband, all of that looks really sus. If you look at it through the through the lens of he's been kidnapped and murdered by Costa Rican mafia then all of that stops looking so suspicious and it's just a weird again like you were saying in a fiction book you'd read all that and be like oh that's ridiculously coincidental in real life shit like that actually
1: happens I wonder how this has affected the big cat sanctuary
0: I'm sure their business is skyrocketing Yes, I want to go
1: I feel like I, As if I you know.
0: wouldn't want to meet the woman who supposedly killed her yeah, husband, I, ground him up, and like, fed him to the tigers. But I
1: mean, like, um, yeah, like, like, I don't know about the numbers, but like in terms of like publicity and yeah, people on their Facebook and Instagram and shit, like, no, I'm I'm sure think, she's I I think they'd be doing quite well him. for themselves.
0: <clears throat> she also makes the point, which again is also true, is you don't grind up an entire human being in a meat grinder. Like, have you ever used an actual meat grinder? Yeah. They don't grind up bones. Like, you have to cut the meat. Yeah, it's
1: not... You like, can't, it's
0: not like a garbage disposal for humans. Like,
1: Did, Was it the point that she grind, ground them up into mints?
0: And fed them to the tigers, yeah. That's the theory. Because
1: wasn't the theory that she chopped the body parts up and gave it to the tigers because tigers eat the entire thing, including bones?
0: I don't think they do, though.
1: Uh, they do. do they? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that was one of the points. I can't made. say I know that much about targets. <clears throat> the, the, the really fucking weird dude who had multiple wives. You the guy? Which
0: one? <laughs> there's about five. No,
1: no. Like, there was one... Uh,
0: there's literally about three of them two. that are weird and there's, have multiple wives.
1: There's two guys that have multiple wives. The one that had... Uh, he was like a, a big breeder. Mm. Not the one that Joey Exotic fucked over or got fucked over by. Oh, the, yeah. The um, other one. The doc. Yeah, doc the doc, the guy who like Doc Abel is that his name? Who yeah. sold like a lot of his cats to yeah. to to everyone included. He's in
0: essentially his... running a sex harem. Yeah,
1: yeah. That guy, I think, made the claim that that tigers will eat. Yeah. entire like because you see them get thrown entire deer legs, and then yeah. next thing you know, the whole thing's fucking gone. But
0: it was his. What's fucked up? It was his children that were the first people that publicly suggested she's ground him she's up a, in a meat grinder yeah. and fed him to the tigers.
1: There's no like, clear actual evidence. For me, that that's happens.
0: another thing that kind of makes it seem like it's very, it's sus. very sus because, yeah. like, what? Your dad, is he's disappeared. Yeah, where, and this is you only, like, conclusion? a year after
1: he's disappeared. Yeah, and how have you come very to this, What have you found fresh. that makes you think this?
0: And just, like, what? I mean, ev- obviously, everyone grieves differently, so I can't judge, but... It just seems odd that you jump oh. to that conclusion. You
1: know what's um, just f- fucking bizarre. Is what? so to, to to interrupt you and go back Again. to the Golden State Killer. Is with Patton Oswald after um, McNamara passed away, just a year later he's remarried. Yeah,
2: sometimes kind
0: of that happens. You know I, know I don't man? know. You you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I know, doors, but I guess. it just
1: feels so. Odd.
0: But it's also like sometimes it just happens. Sometimes you just meet people and fall in
2: love. Yeah, I guess.
1: I don't know. I feel like if, if God forbid, you passed away. I don't know if I would be like any year to be like, well, I need some sort of, you know. Sure, I would need interaction with people, but I don't know if I would need a relationship.
0: But I guess sometimes you just like fall into it.
2: Yeah, I guess. I don't
1: anyway,
0: know. I feel like this episode has gone for a Fuck very... It. this
1: is the special... You know things have been fucked over for us, episodes, So we just kind of do. We our basically thing. just got
0: drunk, ate McDonald's, and had a podcast. It's been the
1: best podcast so far, in my. Opinion.
0: I actually really liked last week's. I enjoy. I think that was one of our best.
1: What was last week's one? Elisa
0: Lamb and Ed Gein. Yeah, that was a good one.
1: That was a good one actually.
0: That was a good one.
1: The Ed Gein story is pretty. Well,
0: anyway, up. now that the murder portion. Of the podcast is complete,
2: Mm.
0: we're gonna just move right on into our ASMR
2: portion. This is the sound of tigers crunching through the bones of Carol Baskin's husband. That was such an antithetical noise. What?
1: we will just going to actually end the
2: episode like this. We promise that next week will be better. Yeah, next week we'll have no ASMR segments whatsoever. And better audio. Unless you request. Unless you like it. Unless you In want which case Of course that didn't actually do anything, and I'm just sounding like a fucking moron, which does